Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. We have a new show every Monday and Thursday streaming on charismapodcastnetwork.com. We could also find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're over 80 episodes deep now this year. And so we've spoken to amazing people from around the world. And we also have some teaching shows. My wife comes on with me and we share on important topics. Also break down the scripture, share revelation, testimonies, amazing things that the Lord has done and is doing. And so um, always an honor to be with you guys and talk about the Lord and the scriptures. And so today I've got an amazing guest. He came on with me a couple of years ago when we were doing the live format. And um, I'm going to be talking to him about his newest books. And so on this show specifically, we're going to be talking about writing and the scribe anointing. And so I want to I want to share a scripture that has been near and dear to my heart for years um, because I got saved 13 years ago now. And when I first got saved, the Lord spoke to me about writing. And at that time, I did not write. <laughs> I did. I hardly, I hardly read. OK, I didn't even really like to read that much. But when I got saved, I started to devour the scriptures. I started to devour other books um, from teachers in the body of Christ that broke down the scriptures. And I just had this love for reading. And the Lord spoke to me when I first got saved that I was going to write. And I had no clue that I was going to write books and, um, you know, it really wasn't a part of me until the Lord breathed it into me and gave me a desire to do it and had to be a supernatural ability because I did not pass with flying colors in high school. I wasn't a natural writer, but God told me a certain time frame and he also gave me a scripture and it's in Psalm 45. This is verse one and I'm going to read out of the ESV and it goes like this. This is the Psalms, Psalm 45, verse one. My heart flows with a pleasing theme and I address my verses to the king and my tongue is the pen of a ready scribe. And I opened up my Bible randomly to this verse. And when I was doubting God and his, you know, and my ability to write and my ability, you know, the, the calling that he's placed on my life to write and to speak for him, even to speak on his behalf and to preach and to teach, God gave me this scripture and it's been foundational for me. It's been a point of faith for me when I felt like I was weak or I did not line up with what God called me to do. It imparted faith into my heart. And so we're going to dive into this today with with a man of God and a prophet who has written so many books and has spoken all over the world. His name is James Gall. He's the founder of God Encounter Ministries, a ministry to the nations. He's ministered in over 50 nations of the world. He has authored over 40 books. And he is a voice for God Encounters Today podcast, which is also on Charisma Podcast Network and, and, and many other places. He is a life language communications coach, a recording artist, a consultant to many leaders. He is the father of four children with a growing number of grandchildren, and he makes his home in Franklin, Tennessee. Thank you so much, James, for joining me on the podcast today. Hey, it's great to be with you, and I do remember being with you a couple of years ago. <laughs> it was a great time. It was a powerful time. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you coming back on with me. I'm glad you, you you decided to do that. How the Lord used Psalm 45, verse 1. <laughs> yeah, well, that was 100% the Lord, and I wrote one book since then, and you know, there's more books in me, and you've written over 40 books, and so I, I definitely want to glean from you here today, but you wrote a book that recently released with Destiny Image um, called the, I believe it was Destiny Image, is that right? Yes, um, that's right. Huh? Yeah, called yes. The Scribe, and this is about the scribe anointing and the importance of journaling and writing what God puts in your heart. We're going to dive into that today. But what I like to ask my guests before we dive deep into this content here, 
Give us a little bit of, I shared some background about your ministry and what you do, but how did you first come to know the Lord? I know you have a prophetic ministry. Maybe how'd you get into ministry itself? Well, first come to know the Lord and come into ministry itself. Obviously, those are two separate questions. But my, you know, testimony is very different from yours and very different from most of the listeners because mine is more of an Elizabeth John the Baptist, mm. because my mother, I'm 68 years old now, so I am definitely your elder in the faith, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let's yeah. just settle that, okay? Yeah. So uh, my mother was also an Elizabeth. Elizabeth means consecrated one. Mm-hmm. And so many, many, many years ago, 1951, she was pregnant with a little boy uh, five months along, and she lost the little boy on July 3rd, 1951. That mm-hmm. day she prayed, and she said, Lord, if you'll give me another son, I'll dedicate him to Christ's service. Then I was born exactly one year later to the very date, July 3rd, 1952. So I was born of an Elizabeth, and I'm like, in that sense, uh, uh, an answer of prayer of a Hannah, of a praying woman. Yeah. And so I do not know a day of a B.C. I don't know a before Christ because Jesus is all I have ever known. Mm. And Jesus has literally been my best friend every day of my conscious awareness. Now, folks, I did not say that I was not a sinner. I did not say I did not need to get saved. But I am saying the literal truth that Jesus has been my best friend, and I have had, in that way, an Elizabeth John the Baptist-type background, because I was consecrated from my mother's womb, and I've walked with Jesus, actually, all my entire life. Wow. Call to ministry happened then also, because, you see, I was consecrated, basically, at my conception. And so I knew... As a child, I am at my great my grandmother Hall's house in mm-hmm. rural Missouri, and she's in a rocking chair. I'm sitting at her feet, and she looks at me and she says, "You're going to be a preacher when you grow up." Mm-hmm. And I had lots of was it prophecy? I don't know. Who knows what that was? And since, <laughs> but my eighth grade school teacher told me, she says, when you graduate from high school, you will be the valedictorian of your class. And she said, and and then later in life, you'll either be a preacher or a lawyer because you can argue with a fence post and win. (laughs) Yeah. And she was, she was correct. Mm -hmm. And that was my eighth grade teacher. And I was valedictorian in my class. And yep. I definitely could debate with anybody. And so there were signs. I'm just giving you tiny little ones that are more like uh, not the big flashing things, but that were just the conversational style thing. Yeah. So I, in 1972, I'll speed this up, but 1972 at the Cotton Bowl, Expo 72, and then I was 20 years old. Now, I knew the Lord and everything, but my goal at that point in time was to be a um, research biologist. 
because I was given to academia and to music. And so I went to Expo 72, five days of training with Campus Crusade for Christ. Billy Graham spoke the last night, and he gave a call for people to dedicate their lives to full-time Christian service. I stood that night, the fifth night, and dedicated my life to full-time Christian service. That was a demarcation. Wow. And I Mm -hmm. never questioned it from that point on. Mm -hmm. I knew. Now, I got a degree in social work, but I knew from that point on, I was not my own. My mother's prayers were answered, and I was called to follow in my uncle's footsteps, her brother, who was at that time, he actually ended up in over 60 years of full-time vocational ministry. So anyway, that mm-hmm. was my personal family that spilled over to my call in ministry. Wow. Yeah, well, that's that's incredible. I love hearing stories about people who, you know, have that kind of prophetic First of all, you know, from, 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 from your mother's womb, you know, being consecrated to the Lord and then just your yeah. entire life knowing the Lord Jesus. That's what I desire for my kids. That's what I desire yeah. for, you know, all of my friends and family is that, yeah. you know, our kids would know the Lord at a young age, right. have a conscious awareness of his presence, be marked yeah. by him in terms of calling right. and anointing from a young age. And so that's a beautiful testimony. And now in, in service to ministry faithfully. For all of these years. And so, well, thank yep. you so much for your obedience to the Lord and all the resources you've put out, the teaching. You've made a massive uh, mark in this earth for the kingdom of heaven. So, and I've learned from you a lot from your books, your resources, your teachings. And so, always an honor talking with you. And I know you just, re- you. you always just, you, um, you released a new book called The Scribe. And I would like to lay a foundation here for the scribe for for people who aren't aware i know that, that that that's a biblical term for many people who are not aware of this word scribe let's let's break that down and define it a bit so we uh-huh. can kind of lay a foundation for our conversation you know uh, you see i was captured because your early testimony in this uh, podcast dealt with the theme verse for this entire book <laughs> which is how god has given us the pen of a ready writer. Yes. And uh, in our heart overflows. And so I did not grow up technically, you see, trained as a writer, but I received a calling from the Lord, actually not just a calling, a commissioning to write. So a scribe, particularly that's a term used in the Old Testament, Mm-hmm. would be someone that would be like a servant to the king in particular, or a king or a prophet, and they would scribe. They would write the edicts, or they would listen to what the prophet was saying, or the king, and then they would write it out in their yes. behalf. They would serve. And so a scribe, then we are among those who will pen or word process, or journal. And so I see journaling as a big key, not the only key, but journaling is an enormous key to being uh, the stewardship of being a modern-day scribe. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to 
just my walk with the Lord in general. I was a drug addict before I encountered the Lord at 19 years old, uh-huh. and I can't even remember one book I read. I did all the footnotes, or I went to that website, Spark Notes, or whatever, for my all my tests in high school. I didn't, I didn't read. No. I cheated a lot of the time. But when I got saved, when I kind of when I encountered the Lord, he began to develop this in me and he began to tell me, he said something that made an impact on me. He said, when you write, you're taking that which is eternal in the spirit realm and you're bringing it into the natural realm. When you put pen on paper, you're taking my words, that which is eternal and you're bringing it into this world into the realm of the natural. And so what I just began to do, I didn't know what to do. It wasn't even good at first. I was just taking a notebook and a pen or I used my notes on my phone and I just wrote down every revelation God gave me. I wrote down different encounters I had with the Lord, visions I experienced. And I just wanted to faithfully you know, just, just write down what God has given me. And I knew over time, I believe that he would refine the gift and, and uh, you know, allow me to really excel in writing. At the time I was just writing things down. I wasn't even really trying. I just wanted to be faithful with what God told me to do. And it was a period of seven years before I actually began to write my, my book immersed in his glory. But before then it was, is more of a time of God saying like, I want you to develop this. I want you to be faithful with this mm-hmm. gift that I've given you, whether it sounds great or not. And right. um, you know, this is really for anybody, even those who aren't necessarily called to write a book. It's for right. it's for mm-hmm. it's for anybody to talk to us about that. It could be right. means of re- just re- relationship with the Lord, even. Absolutely. See, we can. Uh, here's one of the worst enemies or worst things that we can do is compare some contrast. Mm-hmm. You see, we all have a beginning, and we all have different spheres. So, let's redeem social media. Social media, don't do ranting and don't get caught up. Okay, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to spend much time on this. But don't do ranting and you don't have to answer negative with negative. Just don't go there. Yep. Walk in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, walk on the Sermon on the Mount and release blessings, period. Now, but one of the things I do, I release inspirational postings every day mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And one of the things that people love the most are those very things. I will post a graphic. I will do a picture. I will, I will just do, I will do amusing. I will do, you know, a, a just a, a thought an inspiration. Sure. And, uh, and so that is actually a, a today form of journaling. When I talk about journaling, I refer to it not in a one format. I re- I teach it in this book, and I have an entire e-course that's with us also, in the three historical forms of journaling. And so I teach it on, how about diary? That is important. Mm-hmm. And some people, that is the exact place to start. Just start writing down what you're going through in life. Write down uh, lessons from life's journeys. You will look back on that, and there will be valuable jewels in there, and you choose the right ones to yeah. later be able to share with others. Mm-hmm. That's the, that is journaling in life's lessons, which eventually, those are diaries. Then there is um, communion with God, devotional journaling. Yes. And then there is, the, and that's where like you're, you're writing out your prayers and, and you're, you're, you're listening to God and it's devotional. Now, the 
one that where I'm more of a perhaps a, a specialist in would be revelatory journaling. And then I'm writing down my visions and my dreams and the mm-hmm. possible interpretations and things of that nature. And, uh, and I've been doing this for years. And so I've got uh, uh, journals from over years that I can go back to periodically and pull out and look at. So I want to encourage people to start where you're at. And people will say to me, well, which is the best kind of journaling? And I'm going to say to you, the one that is needed at the moment. Mm. And so just be faithful, like what you're talking about. And one of the ways to start to see folks, I have written over 45 books, probably close to 50 or co-authored, that I didn't start there. How did I start? By keeping notes. I simply started by keeping notes. And then I turned those notes into outlines. And then I thought, huh, let's put that in seven lesson notes here. And I'll put that one here. And I'll put this one there. And then I looked at it and I thought, huh, I think I can put that together. And that's a series. And I looked at that and that became my first study manual. Now, I'm I'm going to speed this up. I have a dream. A (laughs) dream. This is important. In the dream, I walked through a door that leads into a corridor. And in the corridor, it was simply a hallway with many doors. And the Lord said, you're walking through a door that will lead to many doors. That's all it was. But my knower knew that the door I was walking through was being faithful with my study notes. Wow. And that as I was faithful in just putting outlines together, I go, oh, that is going to be a study guide. And guess what happened? <laughs> my first study guide, I got the material translated, and that ended up helping become the rough material for my first book. Amazing. Yeah, that's... And yeah. so faithfulness, faithfulness matters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And a lot of people and, see... A lot of people see this as, oh man, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta take time to write. I don't have this much time. So, like, mm-hmm. if there is a discipline factor to this. You talk about in your book viewing it more as a privilege, and honestly, yeah. you know, even prayer, you know, prayer in and of in and of itself. If you see prayer as a duty, it could be grueling. If you see it as a delight and a privilege and and a means yeah. to connect with God, it's infused with joy. It's infused with excitement. Yeah. And so we need to see this as a privilege and something that God, a tool that God has given us to infuse our life with grace and glory and to excel and to use it for the kingdom of heaven. But there is a measure of discipline yeah. To this, where I know for oh, yeah. me, I was receiving at nighttime dreams. I, you know, I go through seasons where I'm receiving yeah. dreams at nighttime, and if I didn't write them down at two or three in the morning when I woke up, the next day it would be more faint. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have as good of a grasp on it. And when I began to write them down, even at two in the morning, I'd be getting revelation as I was writing them down. So I had to discipline myself to do it. So there is that aspect of it as well. Oh, oh no, there, there's discipline. I am not uh, saying that that's not there. I am simply referencing, trying to, that there's a mindset, though, mm-hmm. that is this about work's performance, That's good. or is this about a delight and an invitation and a privilege? So and good. that shifts the entire dimension, because when you see that these are invitations into partnership 
which is relationship, it changes the dynamic. And it changes it into this is grunt work. Oh, this is another obligation. Yes. Oh, this is another religious performance issue to journal. Mm-hmm. To journal, see. Mm-hmm. If you see it as an invitation into intimacy, if you see it that's a privilege into a relational partnership with God, Amen. you yes. can go, wow. What an opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's an invitation into faithfulness. So I'll often use the word faithfulness versus the word discipline, just because we get that word discipline kind of askewed in our minds. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And this might be a silly question where you're like, oh, this is the yeah, obvious uh-huh. answer to this. But is there a uh-huh. difference between literally taking a pen to paper and like using because we, we are in a technological age using an iPhone yeah. or a laptop and typing things out? There's there's no really difference uh-huh. between the two. Or what would you just maybe for some people? I do it who are, all. You do everything. Yeah, I do it all. See, it's just like I said, the three forms of journaling. There's lessons of life. There's revelatory. And there's devotional, which is the best, the one that's needed at the moment. So, okay, get this. Uh, uh, A few nights ago, I have a dream. I have a dream that I'm reading Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3. And I'm reading it in my bed, sitting up in my bed with my Bible, and I am declaring God's dream Mm -hmm. that the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth. And I'm declaring it. I wake myself up by hearing my own voice talking out loud in a dream to only find myself sitting up in my bed in the posture that I was in the dream, hearing myself go and awake for the glory of the darkness will cover the earth, but the, uh, but awake because the glory of the arise and shine because the glory of the Lord is arising and the glory and the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the Lord is covers the seas. Now, what did I do? I went to my iPhone right after the presence lifted. I went right to my iPhone and I did it in notes. I did it right then. And then what did I do? I went back to bed. <laughs> yeah. No, uh-huh. but I caught the essence of it. Yes. Daniel mm-hmm. said, I wrote down the summary of it. You don't have to write it all down. Mm-hmm. Because if you write the summation, the summation will trigger the memory and that's there. But if you don't write at least the summary, you will lose the memory. Mm. And so that's a key. And it's a whole other issue on like how do you retrieve dreams? How do you recall the memory and things like that? So but so what did I do? I used technology of today. Listen, I have a journal, literal journal with me everywhere I go. Wow. Okay. I have my phone with me everywhere I go. I have my laptop. So I have a journal I write on my laptop. I have a literal physical journal. I use my phone. So what do I use? All the above. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I use all the above. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why not? Yes. Why not? Yes. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, and I know you more, <laughs> but how many times, yeah. especially for those listening, 
you know, how many times I've gone back and I've been like, wow, like something will happen or the Lord will speak to me. Yeah, and, I'll, yeah. and I'll think to myself, oh, God, it's not, God, God spoke to me similar, you know, maybe two or three years ago. Then I go back. Or, or I pull out my phone and I go to the memo thing and I do a voice and I just go, oh, that's good. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Man, this just came to me. Pop. And there it is. And oh, that's all I need to do at the moment. And then later, I then will go and write it out in a journal. Mm. And that's how I get a lot of, you know, I do these content e-blasts like every week. That's how, when I do the podcast and I do insights every Thursday on Facebook and on YouTube, that's how I get a lot of that content is that I've learned. And that's what the scribe teaches is the scribes, the subtitle is receiving and retaining revelations through journaling. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, this is a lot of why or how I can be as productive as I am is because I not just receive revelation, I have been learning how to receive and retain and be a steward of the revelation. And a lot of people receive that becomes run off water. Yes. Being a steward, I find is key because Jesus spoke about stewardship. Mm-hmm. If he gives you a That's gift... Right. He expects multiplication. Mm-hmm. And so stewardship, yeah. even just hearing your story, if you have your voice memos, yep. you have your notes, you have you have a journal with you all the time, you are set in your heart to be a faithful steward of the word of the Lord, of the voice of God. And to me, I think this is important, even for those who aren't mm-hmm. called to platform ministry or called to write oh, books necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. When you write, when you yeah. write, you are honoring the voice of God. You are valuing the voice of God. You're saying, I value every word that proceeds from the mouth of yeah. God. I want to remember it. I want to feast yeah. on it. I want to memorize this. I want it to become yeah. fused into my very being. And it's one thing to say, oh yeah, God yeah. spoke that to me. I'll remember it later. And a lot of the times, if it was impactful, mm-hmm. it, it 100%, you will remember it later. But sometimes these things just fly away. They slip away over time. And I think it's just even saying to God, I value your words. Yeah. I value when you speak mm-hmm. to me. I want to be faithful to the words yeah. you give me and keep keep giving me. I, w- I want to show you that I want to keep hearing from you, Lord, by valuing right. what you're saying. And, and this is not actually about platform ministry. That isn't, that isn't why I do this. Mm. I do it to be a well done, thou good and faithful. I'm going to use a word, different word, steward. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I do it for that. I do it out of a culture of honor. And I want to encourage you out there, because if you know Jesus, he is your shepherd. You are his sheep. And according to John 10, you hear his voice. Now, add some tools to your tool belt, which journaling, that's a scribe, is a part of that. Use the tools you've got. Add this to your tool belt. That then you will be able to receive and retain and recall what the Lord has said. Beautiful. I agree 100%. What would you say to those who are listening who are overwhelmed by life? They've got so much going mm-hmm. on. They've got four or five kids. They got a job that's taking a lot of their time. Ministry is, mm-hmm. you know, consuming. And so if they if they want to take steps 
towards being faithful stewards of the word of God and to journal and to write mm-hmm. and to and to connect with the Lord in this way. They already feel over they it's it just seems like almost another thing to add into their life. Oh, what would you what would you say to somebody in terms of the value of this and kind of how to take baby steps or active steps forward mm-hmm. and really being able to receive and retain revelation through this gift? Okay. Hey, you don't have to eat the entire steak in one setting. Cut it up in pieces and eat a bite at a time. Mm-hmm. I know what he just, what, you know, you just shared because we had four little kids mm-hmm. and my wife leaned up against the wall and went, I used to Bible was my best friend and I hardly had any time. And the Lord spoke to her and said, I will visit you in your dreams. And I want to <laughs> promise to the people out there right now that hunger and thirst for God, he will, guess what? Your weakness is a invitation for God and his strength to meet you in a personal way. How? I don't know. But I will promise you, he will. Because God's ways are higher than ours, and he will personally come and strengthen you and touch you and not only give you revelation, but also give you a supernatural recall for the revelation that he has given you. So the book is described. You can get it, of course, at Amazon. You can go to jamesgall.com. I also have an entire curriculum kit that's out with a book, a study guide, and any course that goes with it. Awesome. Incredible. Awesome. And so I would love to close this out with a, a, a moment of prayer just for people who, like like you said, they're hungry in their heart. Yet, like your wife, she didn't have tons of time to get in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the Lord visited right. her at night. There's people out there that are mm-hmm. hungry to hear the voice of God. Yep. And they're, and you know, and journaling mm-hmm. is an amazing way yep. of doing that. But yep. I would just love to have a time, however you feel led to pray, to minister mm-hmm. to the people who are hungry, that want to hear him, and that want to activate their, the, you know, the gifts in their life in this way. Uh-huh. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are real, Thank you, you are alive, and you are personal. Jesus you. called you the finger of God. And we are asking that you come and touch each of these listeners right now, right where they live, right even in their place at times of feeling isolated, Mm. right at times in their place of feeling alone, right in their place of feeling overwhelmed. And we're asking Holy Spirit, come, and be who Jesus said that you would be, the comforter. Yeah. Come alongside. Jesus said, I won't leave you alone. I will send another helper, a paraclete, the one called alongside to be your help. Yes. And I speak to you right now, just as Jesus is your friend. The Holy Spirit is your helper. And I say to you, the Holy Spirit is going to show up in a very personal way and strengthen you and help you in a way that no 
person can for the glory of God. Amen. Great to be with you today. Amen and amen. And I just feel strongly in my heart that there's people that you know there's a book in you, you know that there are uh, podcasts in you, you know that there are blogs in you. Um, God has spoken to you and impressed upon your heart to um, be a voice and to write these things down. And I highly encourage you, it is not in and of yourself that you're going to be able to do this well. Don't focus on perfectionism, just focus on faithfulness. And um, I just feel strongly in my heart that there'll be a grace, a supernatural grace released over you in Jesus' name. In your weakness, his strength is made perfect in the mighty name of Jesus. So receive that by faith. Uh, James, thank you so much. I highly recommend for those who are listening right now, grab a copy of The Scribe. Go to James Gall's website to connect with his ministry, to receive from his social media platforms, as well as his podcast. Um, t- tell us about your podcast and how people could listen to that, James. Yeah, sir. Well, hey, it's through the same tools of yours. Mine comes out on Tuesdays. It's mm-hmm. God Encounters Today. And um, I typically do it in themes. Mine is not as much interview-based as it is a scripture. It's a prayer, and I do it thematically. And I will often do it then more on prophetically. What sure. is the Lord speaking to me? And it is God Encounters Today, like part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can get it off of my website, in my gym media section, on Spotify, on um, the Apple, and the iTunes, and all that. I think we actually have it where we put it on the YouTube and a version also. So yeah, so there's that, and then I do Insight, and that is a, uh, a broadcast uh, on a Thursday afternoon that I do with my youngest daughter, Rachel. And we do that on Thursdays, and it is also on Facebook and on uh, YouTube and many other tools. So, yeah, so take advantage, and it's just uh, great to be able to be an encourager in your life. <laughs> thank you so much. Again, James, thank you so much for joining me today. Okay. You got it. For those who are listening, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It'll help us get this out to more people around the world so they can be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Awaken Podcast.